This, this, this is straight, straight, straight out of Crumpton with your host, Greg Crumpton. Well, hello, everyone. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Straight Out of Crumpton. I'm Tyler Curran, joined as always by Greg Crumpton himself here on the pod. Greg, welcome to the show. How are you, man? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Uh, I, it feels like a Monday coming off the holiday, so it's, it's one of those Tuesdays lurking as a Monday. And um, as I was reminded, uh, that means that we have 80% of the week to get 100% of the work done. I'm like, well, that's a bummer. Well, that's one way to look at it, I guess. Negative Nelly, I hung up on him. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I would, I would hang up as well because... Look, uh, I'm I'm looking at it like uh, most of the time it's Wednesday and I think it's Thursday, but now it's the opposite. We flipped that on its head, and that's that's a good thing. It's it's Tuesday, but I keep thinking it's Monday. That's exactly right. I'm uh, I'm really fired up, man. We've got a a, a great uh, guest today, long time long time uh, friend and and former customer, now a coworker, just one of those uh, unique relationships as we 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 talk about on this show a good bit so really excited uh about today and uh, a little bit of a uh, little bit of fun to be had for sure well let us introduce that guest it is scott myers he's the vp of operations and strategic services at service logic scott welcome to the show thanks for joining us good morning tyler good morning greg how are you my friend Man, we're doing good, uh, Scott. Glad to have you uh, join us today from the, the the Western Studio in Dallas, Texas. So, uh, congrats uh, on joining us. Looking forward to it. Um, I know we've we've kind of wrestled with the date getting this squared away for a little while between travel and all the fun stuff that happens. But uh, thanks for making time for us and uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Nice to meet you, Tyler. Nice to meet you as well, Scott. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how you and Greg got to know each other. Greg mentioned that you guys, uh, you know, he had been, you, you had been a customer of his, uh, you became a friend, a coworker. Tell us a little bit about that evolution of, uh, of how y'all got to know each other. Oh, great. Yeah, that's, uh, this is a perfect lead in actually, you know, about relationships, right? So, uh, I was working for another company that did a lot of data center air conditioning work across the country. Uh, we had hired Greg's company, Airtight Facilitech, back in the day to, to perform a lot of work for us. And, um, you know, the, it, our, our, not only our friendship blossomed, but our uh, business relationship blossomed from there. A quick story, we had a data center customer in Charlotte who was using another provider at the time. Um, you know, they called me in distress because there was some uh, issues with the local service provider they were using, called Greg, said, look, we, we've got to get in here and get this done. You know, Greg went to town, put his put his technician on it. We ended up being awarded the location. And then uh, soon after that, uh, we were actually awarded the entire contract for this customer across the country uh, on a national RFE. So again, you know, this is a great, great lead into relationships because the relationship that Greg and I and the company I used to work for um, was such a close knit relationship and the work they did for us um, ended up, uh, you know, once I left my former company, uh, Greg gave me a call, found out I was uh, gone and and ended up uh, getting an opportunity to work with him with uh, Service Logic here at Strategic Services. So it's all. Uh, it's all turned around. It's, it's great. It's great. It's great to be here. And it's a wonderful opportunity to continue to move this uh, relationship forward as coworkers. Well, that's a great point, 
Scott, because I, I meant to mention earlier, I needed a commission off of that big contract that we helped sell for you. I never did see that come through. Is that in the mail? Yeah, that's in the mail. If I were, okay. if I were you know, commissioned and I did get, commi- if I did get commissioned, Greg, you would have been the first one I'd have cut a check to. But unfortunately, I wasn't commissioned. And so we're all stuck in the same boat. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take that. But uh, <laughs> that, I remember that really well. And um, my, my, company you know back in the day uh we we used to love opportunities like that because it really gave us a chance to go have fun which is what we started the company to do and by having fun i mean we go get to go solve a problem that somebody else has not been able to or or, you know didn't just for whatever reason the problem was unsolved so it was always fun to get those kind of calls but i think moreover uh having the chance to uh, you know, make you look good in, in the customer's eyes is what we were, that, that's what we set out to do. And uh, by doing that, you know, as you said, you, you wind up with a, a little victory here and you put a string of victories together. Next thing you know, you got a nice piece of work out of it. Um, I, I think that, I think that's uh, the crux of a lot of businesses that, that, you know, start, especially little niche businesses like we had um, in the data center market where you get one little opportunity. And, you know, I, I remember telling our folks like, OK, the door's cracked. Let's jam it. You know, like we're not going in with our toe. We're going in, you know, crotch deep, kicking it in. So let's go. And I had a ball doing that. And, you know, Scott, the, the stuff that, that uh, we get to work on now together uh, if you think about how much of it is relational, there's a lot of pieces because typically when you and I are on a call together, which is, I don't know, once or, you know, maybe three times a month or whatever, there's usually somebody on that call that we're taking care of that you or I or somebody in our group has had a relationship with in a, in a previous go round. So it's, it's always fun to me to see that, that circle, you know, whether it be, um, you know, from a from a local resource to somebody who's moved up to a national footprint that we're trying to solve a problem for. So pretty cool. Absolutely. Very cool. I agree with you. I think the relationship building goes a long way. Um, this industry um, is it's, it's quite a large industry. However, you know, you get to know a lot of folks in the industry and those relationships continue to prosper over the last uh you know, 10, 15 years I've been in this, uh, in the data center industry market. So, um, you know, we go to shows, we were, you and I were just in a, in a, at a, at a conference in Orlando and knew many of the same people, you know, and those same people have known us for years. And it's, uh, it's a great story. It really is. Well, you know, talking about trade shows, I, um, was talking to my wife about that, that exact show last night because a friend of ours, uh, has a trade show coming up. Um, I'd say a friend. Hell, she's related. It's Emily over at uh, at Global Venture, and she's at a show this week. And we were just talking about the the nuances of how um, shows in general have have come back. Um, I would call this. I'm I'm trying to think of what we're in now. We're not really post COVID. We're like uh, post COVID 1.0, moving into 2.0, I guess, but. It's really, um, you know, regardless of what industry you're in, and, and Emily spends a lot of time in the mining world, and you and I, we spend a lot of 
excuse me, a lot of time in the uh, infrastructure world. But it's that, as you said, you know, the, the same set of people tend to move in that circle. And and same for Emily, you know, we were talking about the the number of people and why you go to a show. And yeah, you go to keep abreast of, you know, new technology or new software or what have you. But at the end of the day, you know, you come down to the fact of you're walking and you and I did this, Scott, in, in Orlando, you know, we we're standing there talking about something. And then we see our friends from uh, CPG walk up, uh, Jessica and her, her crew were there. And it's like, you know, hadn't seen each other and going on two years uh, you've communicated, you know, company to company, but just to sit down and have a conversation and, you know, laugh about the, the unique color of pants Scott had on that day um, was, you know, that's just part of the, the, the composite of, of a relationship, you know, is that one-on-one. And it, you it, and Scott, you and I, we talked about this in Orlando. Well, we were having some awesome calamari one night, um, probably some of the best. But I did find a place locally I got to take you to next time you're down here um, that rivals that, by the way. Um, oh, nice. But we, we were talking about, and, and Tyler, this is probably something you guys talk about, too. What does the uh, future of trade show look like? You know, how much... Like, and you guys have heard me talk about forever being 57 years old. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if that's accurate. I was 56 when we started talking. <laughs> but, um, you know, what, what does it look like in 10 more years, you know, as opposed to what it looked like 10 years ago uh, versus today? You know, how much is in person? How much is, is uh, uh, it's hard to do a damn trade show on Zoom. Sorry but it's just different. Um, yeah. Yeah. Greg, you and I spoke about that at the show himself and said, you know, we, we're face to face people, right? So we're relationship builders. We like the face to face. Obviously it's good to get on a zoom call once in a while with some folks, but you know, if these trade shows decided to go virtual, I think it would, uh, it would be, I don't know if devastating is the right word, but it wouldn't be the same for sure. Um, you know, you got to have that face to face with both customers, you know, industry partners, as well as um, some of your some of your competitors. You go to these shows, you see your competitors to see what they're doing and see how they're reacting to the world as it as it is today. So um, that that great face to face interaction and feedback is is uh, I don't know. I think it's um, you know it's 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 priceless. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting to watch it uh, develop, you know, between like I was in San Francisco uh, last week or week before last. And I, I went to dinner. Um, I, I was with some really cool people I, I had just met and, and had a they had a uh, something going on. But anyway, I wound up going to dinner by myself one night. And so I'm walking down the street from the hotel and I go into this little, you know, it looked like a little pub kind of place. Um, and, but I had to show my, uh, COVID card, you know, my vaccine card to go in. So while I was sitting there thinking, now this is one week removed from the Orlando trade show. I'm thinking, is this the new norm? You know, is that going to be like your passport you have to have, uh, in the post COVID world to show? And what have you, let's say that you have a religious, uh, you know, belief where you don't want, or, or shouldn't get a, a 
uh, vaccine, if that's your choice, you, you're restricted to going into certain restaurants, you know, I don't know. It's just going to be interesting, interesting to watch without going too deep into the COVID world. But Tyler, what, what are you guys seeing on the, uh, in your world as far as the media world and, and trade shows and what are, what's the buzz over there sound like? I think trade shows will, there's always going to be an in-person element to it, right? Uh, I think it's just too valuable from a relational perspective more than anything else to be able to be in the same room with people and shake hands and sit across the table from people and and discuss what's going on in, in, in your industry. I think that's always going to be valuable. But I think what we found is that you can you can scale the reach of your trade show to such a wider audience by also making it virtual. So I don't think the future is 100% entirely in person. And I also don't think it's 100% entirely digital. I think that there will always be a mix now because trade shows and people have realized, look, there's going to be a company somewhere else who's not going to want to pay to send their guys over to a trade show, but they'll pay 200 bucks for a hybrid, you know, virtual pass to be able to sit in on some of the, you know, some of the keynote sessions or, you know, collaborate with other people virtually. Um, so I think that that's always going to exist. So I think it, it'll always be a little bit of both now. Yeah. I, so I'm a firm believer in the hybrid model of everything going forward. There's there's going to be rare opportunities where everything is 100 percent anything, whether it be a trade show or not, you're going to have, you know, 90% virtual, 10% in person, just like going to a church or, you know, whatever, you're going to have this hybrid model of life. But, you know, so I've got an event coming up uh, in October up in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, and it's where all the safety team leaders from ServiceLogic-owned companies come together and I, I was talking to one of the, the guests who's coming, um, and, you know, the, the thing about it, I, I feel like when, when reading the agenda, like 85% of that could be presented for sure in a virtual format, you know, speakers and yada, yada, yada. But that synapse that happens between dinner and walk into the hotel or having a cocktail or a cup of coffee in the bar before you go to dinner. That's the part that worries me that doesn't transfer well is that that private, you know, and, and Scott and I just talked about it. You know, we we uh, we walked to a restaurant near our hotel um, and we we had a plate of calamari together. And, you know, what do I remember, of course, the calamari because it's really good. But. It's also, you know, us sitting there interacting that we would not have done over a Zoom call. And that's the, that the before and after the meeting meeting is what, what I, I most uh, feel is in jeopardy. What, what do you think, Scott? How does that, how does that hit your brain? Yeah, I, in fact, you used the same word I was thinking about using. That's hybrid. So I think the hybrid model is here to stay. I do think that there's going to be potentially maybe a national show where everyone gets face to face. And then there's going to be a lot of virtual shows and the virtual shows are going to be the ones like Tyler mentioned, you know, Hey, you know, we don't want to spend thousands of dollars on a guy that, you know, has to stay in a hotel, travel, fly, stay for three or four days when all he wants to do is engage in two, two sessions, two one hour sessions. Right. 
And so I think that hybrid model is here to stay. And, and the fact that I think you're going to get more opportunity for folks that don't really want to go out for three or four days. They just want to spend an hour or two in, in certain specific sessions to continue their knowledge base in that particular area. And I think it's uh, I think it's going to be a good thing. And, uh, you know, you and I both have been on some virtual conferences as well. And, um, you know, they hit the nail on the head as long as, they're, in my opinion, they, if they're not too long and not too lengthy and, you know, you, you get to the point and get through the session in a specific period of time, um, I think they're going to continue to, stay, uh, you know, continue to move forward and, and be good for the industry. Well, that, that's interesting because, um, you know, you and I think about trade shows sometimes differently because you uh, tend to. And, and because you're a planner, you, you do a good job of laying out, you know, the the arrival and, and what you're going to do. And you set some nice meetings up during your events where I'm typically I would rather go for a shorter period and hit, you know, like the key thing that I want to get out of it. Um, and and maybe that's just because I, I have more ADD than you. I don't know. But my my point is. I wonder if that's an opportunity for the the planners of these events uh, to to offer a more of a hybrid pass uh, to the event because right now you think about it the last one we went to if you if you did the full Monty or or maybe it's the seven by twenty four coming up but it's like twenty five hundred bucks I think all in but what if you could pay by the day. And you only went to the days you wanted to go to. And maybe that was uh, two half days, but you got an overnight in there uh, where you, you were only paying for a part of the show that you wanted to attend. And yet you still had that little uh, networking opportunity instead of, you know, three nights in a hotel. You had one uh, for from a travel expense. And, and I know that, you know, from... Uh, from from my day to day and and from my personal life, travel is is not getting any cheaper. So um, you know maybe maybe there's opportunity, but without trying to rewrite the playbook on the trade show world, um, let's talk about what what you got going on, Scott, because you you do so much. Uh, when when I look at it and you know hear what you do. You, you have your fingers in a lot of the uh, different aspects of, of running that, that group that you're part of. And so tell us a little bit about what you do there and how you have to interact with different folks and, and what those different roles and, and relationships are. And then how, how does all that fit into your, your you know, the, I always think about this word. I'll, I'll, it's just how I think. It's an octopus. So, you know, the nucleus of your brain and what you do day to day. Is, is kind of the body and then these tentacles are your different customers that you have to touch. So how, how do, uh, how do all those different um, relationships and, and the type of businesses that you support, how does all that play for you, man? What's a, what's a day to day look like? Well, if that's the case, the way you explained it, I've got a lot more tentacles than an octopus. So uh, let's just clear that up. Well, it's a hybrid octopus. Yeah, it is. It is. It really is. So, <laughs> You know, my, my role is, one, to make sure that the operations flow smoothly, make sure that our operations team has all the tools necessary to do their job, as well as the process. The process has to be uh, in place to where we can support our customers. 
Uh, we can make sure that we meet SOAs, customer satisfaction goals, et cetera. However, in operations, we also have the flip side. We have the, the service provider vendor responsibility as well, right? So uh, responsible for the performance of the service providers that we use, whether it's our own companies or whether we subcontract. Um, so we're responsible for the performance and the outcome of that performance. Um, so yeah, I'm, you know, one day I'm, I'm, you know, putting out a few fires here and there with some customer questions. Uh, one day we're bringing on new, uh, service providers. Uh, one day, I've, because of my relationships in the years past, uh, with specific companies, uh, I get a lot of phone calls each day. And so I, I have to put a sales hat on because they want us to service some of their customer locations. Um, so as my boss, Roger Nail calls it, um, you know, I'm more like the utility player on the team. I'm the guy that, you know, I can play first base, second base, I can catch, I can pitch, and I can play outfield. And, and then I'm always there as a designated hitter for the sales team if needed. Um, and I like that role. I like being the guy that um, can do it all uh, successfully. And uh, But my main focus, I tend to try to focus mainly on the operations, keeping the operations uh, a well-oiled machine, keep it rolling. It's a continual process change, right? So every new customer we bring on has a new expectation. Uh, every new customer we have has this uh, requirement or that requirement. So we, we have to kind of continue to tweak not only our operational processes for each customer that we bring on. And trust me, we're growing so fast, Tyler, that we're getting new customers daily. And it's, it's a, this is an ever-changing, ever-evolving process. Um, the process that we put together today, um, it can change tomorrow. I mean, just with the slightest tweak, right? So it's, it's great. I love this job. I love having the ability to work with our own companies out in the field. I love being able to subcontract where we don't have our own companies in the field. Um, I love the challenges that some customers uh, bring. And uh, it's, it's just uh, it's fulfilling at the end of the day. We've, we've got a great team at Strategic Services. Uh, we've got a great operations team. We've got a great accounting team. We've got a great management team. And we put it all together. We work together to fulfill that common goal, which is continued growth, sustain that growth, and make sure that we meet our customers' needs. And Tyler, go ahead and hit uh, end right there and then cut that piece out. We're going to use that for Scott's review uh, when he when he comes up for his annual. So, um, and Scott, that, you know, getting to live uh, on the on the sidelines of what you guys do day to day is pretty cool. Uh, watching the, the growth of that group is phenomenal. But, you know, you, you just named off, uh, I think, four or five different like veins of the business that you interact with. So um, what what do you, I guess, when you're dealing and wearing, as you put it, the different hats or the different positions you're having to play, how, how do you manage those relationships? Do, do you have to like ebb and flow uh, with what hat you're wearing as to what like position you take on something or how, how does the requirement uh, impact your your operational mindset, so to speak. Uh, yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because um, every every time I'm on the phone with a customer, or sending an email with a customer, or even a service provider, vendor, partner, and or one of our own companies, um, it's all about 
uh, the relationship, right? So it depends on the relationship on how I respond to a vendor. It depends on the relationship, how I respond or interact with a customer. Um, you know, we, we all, I mean, we're in the service business, right? So the majority of the service calls and or emails or calls we get are, hey, I've got a problem. I need your help fixing this. Um, so I go about each opportunity uh, and challenge uh, independently. It's, it's independent on what the issue is, whether it's a service issue, whether it's we need to adjust our process slightly, uh, whether we need to implement a new process because of a new opportunity and or a new expectation. Um, so I think it, I mean, I just kind of run with it, run with the flow and uh, do what's best for our operations, do what's best for our group and our company to continue in uh, the growth and to continue to sustain the growth uh, that we've been seeing. It's been, it's been tremendous growth and it's fun and it's, it's a great ride. Well, I, Tyler, I'm going to tell you some of the emails I get from him. I, he certainly views me as a coworker, not as a customer. I'm, I'll talk to him about that later though. But um, <laughs> so Tyler, you know, flipping back over to you on this topic, because I'm always interested in your viewpoint because you bring such a different perspective for us um, as opposed to, you know, being in the wacky world of HVAC. When, when you do a lot of different things at market scale, you know, whether it's hosting a video uh, or putting together a podcast, all the different things, do you, uh, and, and I guess everybody to a degree has to, but how, how much... Uh, deviation do you have to go away from or how much do you have to deviate from your normal this is Tyler to Tyler the producer Tyler to the host how, how does that work for you how just you know and and by the way color selection today on the shirt I have to give you is 100% accurate um, you and I are, are in sync Scott not so much um, <laughs> His is very black right now. I'm just looking at it. But so Tyler, Tyler, here's the issue with Greg. So he mentioned my pants earlier, right? <laughs> he, he mentioned my pants. He was jealous, so jealous of my pants because you know I was. We were walking down the trade show aisles together, and I'm getting compliments left and right from these ladies, from men, from whoever, saying, "Hey, great pants, love it." And Greg's, he's just jealous. I think he just, the first time that I've ever been with him, he's just jealous that I dressed better than he did. Okay. That's fair. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, Tyler, mute Scott and go ahead. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I think that there, I think with the nature of work changing a little bit over the last year and a half, I think there's going to be an added emphasis moving forward on versatility um, and the kind of versatility, the, the kind of versatility that that Scott was kind of talking about, that um, that that more than anything, I think relationships are emphasized, and that ability to kind of float between responsibility to responsibility, and everyone kind of being able to play a utility role, and no one saying that's not my job. Everyone understanding that everything is your job in one way or another, and I think that the more versatile you can be and kind of the way that Scott is describing, I think that there's a lot of value in that um, right now. And uh, I think that there will continue to be that moving forward as places try to determine what 
about the previous way of doing work do they want to keep around and what needs to evolve and what needs to change i think the more versatile of a person you could be um the the number uh the the, the more positions you can play on the field the more valuable you remain to organizations and um and i think building and, and maintaining relationships and being a people person is a huge part of that you know that that's really uh <clears throat> interesting perspective because why did it take us a damn pandemic to figure that out you know like are, are we that goofball that we couldn't figure that out earlier? And, and, and I'm not saying us as you, I'm saying us as a people. Um, and cause I feel the same way. I, I'm like Scott, you know, I do a lot of different things for the company, uh, which I totally enjoy cause uh, I don't do one thing to the point to where I get tired of it. You know, it's like every day you got to do this or that or the other. But it's not that repetition of, oh, God, I got to do one more whatever. Um, but it really, it, and, and I don't know why, and I've thought about this a little bit, not not a terrible amount, terribly uh, amount of time, but um, why why did we just like figure out, okay, the and maybe we knew it, and maybe this just brought it to the surface that, the more times you can check yes, the better for you, the better for the company. And ultimately, now I'm talking to you as your customer right now because I work with you guys on several fronts. But our our day-to-day relationship outside of this podcast, you know, when I think about the people from market scale and uh, I interact with, I don't know, a half a dozen people from market scale and every doggone one of you says yes and then you figure it out. And I think that that um, is that's been germane for me in my business is saying yes and then figure and, and probably drive Scott crazy in, in some of the stuff I say yes to. And he's got to figure out, OK, I hear you. But how do we implement it um, when, when we're debating on, on a service or a provider? But I think that um, it's just really fun. Uh, and I, I, I know I use that term and it's supposed to be work, but it is fun to me. So I use it. Um, you know, it, it's just baffling that, uh, it, it just kind of took us to this point of 2020 to figure out, yeah, this is a good thing. And if you work from LAX airport or from a horse farm in Oklahoma, who gives a crap? Because we're performing at a very high level now as a, Let me say this, the people that choose to get up and work every day, as opposed to the people who choose not to work every day um, or or work period, we're really productive right now as a as a nation based on what we're all doing, because you got moms working now from home and taking care of kids. And, you know, I watch the news and, and we got this mask debate in the school they're, they're trying to deal with that. Um, you got people who are, you know, got whacked because of COVID. They figured out a new career. Um, it's just been really cool to, to witness the uh, transformation in the workforce and in the people's resiliency uh, through this thing, which kind of goes back to that whole hybrid model. Okay, I'm not a full-time woodworker, but... Hell, if you need a piece of furniture built, this guy can probably get it built for you. You know, it's just kind of, it's a very unique time. 
Very unique. And Tyler, Greg, Greg is absolutely right. When he calls and says, I got this new opportunity, <laughs> I, just, I cringe. I cringe more than regular customers. And I'm like, uh-oh, what, what do I have to do now to make this work? <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. And not surprised at all, honestly. Thank you, Tyler. Yes. Appreciate yes. that vote of confidence. <laughs> So Scott, tell us a little bit what what's on the horizon for for you, uh, you know, whether it be work or fun or whatever. You just talked about earlier, you're teaching uh, your granddaughter some of the finer points of outdoorism, uh, outdoor sports. What, what's going on with you? And and uh, you know, I love the fact that you're so active with with all of your kids and your grandkids. That's a, a huge compliment. Um, to Sandy, because I know it's all her and not you that made that family stick together. So, give us a little, give us a little, uh, little insight. Of what's going on with you? Um, what, what your, you know, next few years look like? What would you like to do? You know, in and out of work. Yeah, with work, I, I love doing what I'm doing, um, especially because you know we've got such a great team. You know, from our leader, Roger, down to, you know, I shouldn't say down, but from our leader all the way through the the cross-functional relationships we have with sales, accounting, and the operations team. I mean, we have a great team. I love working with the team. Uh, there's new challenges every day. And I love, I, you know what I do? I, I, I really love trying to mentor the operations team and to share experiences with them helping them grow and helping them get to the point where, you know, cause I've been through this for so many years and I'm still learning. Everybody learns and something new every day. Um, but I'm sharing as many experiences as I can to solve problems and share that opportunity with the operations team as well as the process itself. Right. So I've been with multiple companies that we've developed processes uh, you know, as far as operations, taking service calls, uh, scheduling this, that, and the other, and managing that entire managed services piece of the puzzle. Um, it's all good. I love it. Um, I, you know, I, I plan on being here, you know, I don't know, until I retire. Greg's a little older than I am. So, uh, you know, he's uh, four months is still older, Greg. So I, I, can, I, can, I can say that. I can You're splitting that. hairs now. I can say that with confidence. Um, but you know, we'll see, I, you know, I, I don't plan on going anytime, anywhere, anytime soon. I love it here. Uh, as far as my family, you know, I've, I've got eight grandkids from 14 down to three now. Uh, my youngest grandchild will be three in next week. So yeah, it's fun. Um, you know, I, I enjoy the time with the grandkids, the family, luckily for me, you know, all three of my children are here pretty close. My two daughters are very close uh, to where we live and actually uh, building houses right next to one another on 13 acres. Um, my son's about an hour and a half away. He's north of Dallas, but we get to see him and, and his wife and, and children, um, other grandkids, uh, quite a, at least once a month. So love it. Um, always something challenging with the family, something to do something crazy. We're always coming together, meeting, doing something. So it's fun. It's fun. I love it. And um, one day I want to retire. I just don't know when that's going to be yet. Well, Tyler, I'll, I'll tell you, Scott has a robust life because I'll tell you one, one morning not too long ago, I called him 
And I said, hey, what are you doing? He said, I'm riding back from the gym. And I think he was on a scooter. I remember right, that somebody gave him in a rental house. So, uh, you know, you, you think about the uh, who, who is the famous motorcycle gang, the uh, Hells Angels. You know, I guess Scott's the, the Ennis Angel riding through Texas. So uh, Yeah, my, my grandson said the other day, he looked at my scooter and he goes, oh, Papa, you have a motorcycle. And I'm like, ah, we <laughs> a motorcycle. But if that's what you want to call it, buddy, you can call it a motorcycle. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Tyler, it's hard to believe, but we're uh, we're at that time again. And um, another, another great guest. I love talking with Scott. Um, we get, as I said, we, we do get to talk for work, but just getting together to shoot the breeze is a little bit more difficult just with schedules, but he always has a great insight and, and, you know, we, we talk about relationships and I've, I've seen Scott's relationships in action. I've seen him in support of his relationships and uh, the man walks the, he, he walks the talk. So uh, really proud to have him on today and giving us a little bit of insight. So Scott, I'll ask you um, as kind of a parting question, Younger people who are building their career um, and moving into this new world as we know it, the hybrid hybrid mode or model, whatever you want to call it, what would you uh, suggest, you know, to, to the people that are, let's say your kid's age, you know, that are kind of maturing into their roles? What, what do you think it is? What's the magic that keeps the relationships alive and, and uh, healthy? Man, that's man. I could go on. We don't have enough time, probably. Um, I think relationships. My kids have great relationships with their friends, with their coworkers, peers, etc. And I, I truly reflect on that because I think they, and I hope, I really hope that it's a reflection of how they've seen myself and and Sandy, my wife. Um, you know, reflect on our relationships, not only with our family but with our friends. And, you know, I've worked from home a lot over the, over my last, over the last uh, 21 years. And so they've seen me in my office, they've seen me in action and they see, and you know, that I do work, you know, I probably work more hours when I'm here at home than I do when I fly into the office. Um, you know, they see the work ethic and they see how I interact with different people uh, on the phone via Zoom calls, et cetera. And I, I really hope that's a, you know, their greatness and the, the way my, my children uh, have, uh, you know, grown and their experience with their friendships. They have great relationships with their in-laws, with their friends, et cetera. And I just hope, I, I hope it is a reflection of what they've seen from uh, myself and Sandy throughout the 40 years we've been married. So it, uh, it's nice to see that. So. Outside of that, I, I'm not sure about any other advice I can give other than treat people with the respect that you would want to be treated from others. So uh, that's just the way I roll. Well said, my man. Well said. Well, Tyler, I started to tell you to wrap it up, and I had that other thought, so I had to flip back over to interview-er mode. But, uh, yeah, good stuff, man. I love hearing that. 
Very excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Well, Scott, thank you again so much for joining us here on Straight Out of Crumpton. It's been a blast getting to know you a little bit better, hearing a little bit more about your experience and your philosophy towards building relationships and uh, and doing business. So, Scott, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Take care, Tyler. And Greg, we'll talk soon. Take care. Thank you, buddy. Absolutely. And uh, everyone out there, thank you for tuning into this episode of Straight Out of Crumpton. We appreciate it very much. Of course, stay tuned for upcoming episodes of the show. We'll be back soon with more exciting conversations just like this. But for this episode... For my co-host, Greg Crumpton, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. We'll talk again soon.